We need a hardcore like DMX intro right now. Where my dog's at? Hey, duck. Yo, this is Gale. Rough Riders. I'm gonna get it right though. Nah, but you told me to do it, so I'm gonna do it. Yo, get it twisted. They be like, slow up, homie. You talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. again episode x what? this x. is x all right yo this is a uh, this is g splash the only podcast on the interweb in the world on the planet whatever you want to call it your imagination that knows what a kick save is in volleyball do you know it's a legal move chris did you know that i i guess i have to since we're the only podcast that knows except for that yeah. great podcast volley volley volleyball that is a great podcast. You should definitely check it out. <laughs> Every single day I listen to that bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, the kick save, man. You can fucking save the ball with your foot. Oh, yeah. I knew that. I saw that in something. The the, the It was like a highlight, right? And she yeah, was like, highlight ka- film. Kapow. And like, why didn't Pele play volleyball? Hey, look at me. I'm Pele. I, Bam. Kick it over the net. I mean, yeah. that that, that change, That's a game changer. Has that always <laughs> been legal? I don't know. Probably. Nobody wants to use your feet, though. You can't spike with your foot, do like a scorpion kick. I don't watch a lot of soccer, but look, some kind of up kick, slam it down. Looks like Super Mario soccer. Volleyball just got so much more interesting. Can you imagine doing like bicycle kicks to like save it? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'd watch that sport, get some Cirque du Soleil people out there flipping around and shit. Oh, yeah, now we're getting it. (laughs) Now we're talking about a new sport. Yeah. Yes. It's Uh, called Carney Ball. (laughs) Twisty, twisty. Uh, a couple of announcements before we get into it. Uh, because of the holiday seasons, we are going to take a little hiatus. Um, next week will be our mid-season finale. You like how I keep throwing these mid-season like we're fucking shit? Like, like we don't actually have like these seasons that are like anything. Yeah, like, we don't even. They always keep going, and yet we're like mid-season finale, big season yep. finale, yeah. tri-quarter like, season finale. Like, me and you haven't even really sat down and been like, all right, this is the season run. This is how many episodes we're going to do. Yeah, it's not like a, it starts here, ends here. It's more like it just keeps on going. But if we yeah. keep throwing buzzwords in there, like yeah. sweeps, then people will maybe wait, what? Would, yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, man, I can't I got it. I can't miss the midseason finale. They might cut Glenn's head off. Oh, um, what? Spoiler alert. And speaking, spoiler. Of, spoiler, speaking of spoiler alert, uh, you need a big one right now. Spoiler alert. Uh, we are not going to be doing any spoilers for Star Wars because neither of us at this moment has seen it. But we Correct. will later today, I believe. Yes, so next week we will talk everything Last Jedi. We'll give it a little chance to uh, to simmer in, to kind of settle in, let all those thoughts and feelings really dig themselves deep, and then we'll drudge them back up a week later. Yeah, we'll use the Force and shit. Oh! <laughs> uh, also, um, as of right now... On December 23rd, I will be doing a very small private show in New York City. Some super raps, trying out some new music and whatnot. Um, I think everyone's going to be gone that I know. So 
So that'll be great. Uh, but if you're in New York City, you want to check me out, hit me up at uh, BradleyBaxter at Gmail, and I'll kick you some details. Oh, that rhymed. I didn't expect it to. Um, it worked, worked, worked great. If I could be there, I would. And that's Bradley Baxter, Brad L, two E's. At, uh, yeah, you got it. Jeez, you want to give your information for your Kickstarter page too? God. <laughs> no, I'm going to do a GoFundMe page. <laughs> And I'm gonna have no reason for people to give me money. That's a great reason to for people yeah. to give you money, though. I see what you're what you're up to there. You're kind of doing a little reverse psychology. People are like, "Why would I give to this?" And they're like, "Oh, exactly. he doesn't have a reason. Fuck that guy. I'm gonna give him money just because he doesn't think." He, or like you put on there, like, "Hey, just started this page, but I don't want any of your stinking money." And people be like, "My stinking money? You think you're better than me?" Yeah. And then they'll I don't, just send you cash. How's your week, Chris? We didn't talk about us. We we just rambled a bit, but uh, how's your week? Good, good. You know, another another week down, getting closer and closer to the to the Christmas day, and true, all the true. movies are out. And it was a hard week, though. It was a tough week to get through because every time I thought about Star Wars, I started to convulse a little with excitement. So I had to kind of put it out of my head, and not think about it. It was like it's like being a kid again for Christmas. Like, yeah, that, still get excited for that... Christmas, but like. I was like, if I started thinking about it too much, I'd be like, I can't sleep. So I've, I've been letting that kind of <laughs> happen, and uh, and now now the day the day has finally arrived. Huff. Yeah, the hype is real. Um, lots yeah. of I've seen a lot of good reviews so far. I'm trying to again, like you, I'm just I'm trying to stay away from it because I don't I don't want to kill it. Yeah, it's like yeah, just yeah. too much. I, we've known about this movie like all we talk about it all year. Yeah, it's 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 easy. I mean, it's, it's easily the biggest thing of this season. Anything that's got Star Wars name on it is huge. So, I mean, every single magazine that's on the shelves right now is all Star Wars. Everything, every everything. web page has some advertisement or story about it. They know how to get it out there. They're gonna. It's gonna make. Uh oh, almost. I almost did the Italian guy again. It's gonna make other money. <laughs> Mario's back. Uh, uh, it's gonna make a lot. Get out of here, you. Uh. uh over the over the over the weekend, I did check out a few movies. I saw um, I Tanya and I saw Jumanji. I got it. I got a sneak peek at Jumanji. Sneak peek because you're an Amazon Prime member. Because I'm an Amazon Prime member. Nice Prime membership. Yeah. Not everybody can get that. That exclusive. The theater was like empty. Really? Just yeah. you. Just you and Jack Black. Like, it was me, Jack Black, and then like. The Rock was like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." Hey, don't don't give. We'll we'll do more when we do splash trash. But how was it? How was Jumanji? Did it, did it was it okay? Did it hold up or was it lame? Uh, that's I think you, I that's was. All, that's all you have to say, my man. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I thought I thought it was gonna be a little bit more. I thought it was gonna be funnier. Really, that's not a great yeah. start for a movie that has Kevin Hart, but Jack on, Black in it. But Jack Black was actually. Jack Black was actually the the the. The guy I didn't think would stand out as much as he did. Really, he really helped uh, helped it out a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's fun, look, there's funny scenes for sure. But if you're like the classic Jumanji guy, like like that story, yeah. I mean, they it's it's definitely a sequel. Like so. that's that's silly. I mean, I get it. they're trying to be lighthearted for the generation, but like I want uh, Jumanji isn't about laughs and jokes even though it had robin williams it's about trying to not get eaten by a lion or hunted by a fucking human <laughs> right right so i mean which it i mean it has those elements as well it's just you know yeah, like, it's just in a, video, a, a video to it it's in a video game setting and like 
it's funny and it's adventurous. It's it's got everything. It's just I think I thought it was gonna be slightly slightly better. What year is it? <laughs> yeah, there's a good cam there's a good cameo and some stuff in there. From the ghost of Robin Williams. Yeah, they they spoiler alert, they CGI Rob Williams and he comes out. And he's oh like, I mean more impressive if they brought him back from the dead through a seance. That would be a real twist. <laughs> that would be. You'll that never be believe what happens next. Speaking of things you can't believe, this is time for some uh uh news. We're hitting it off with some sports out the gate. Chris, you uh, like golf? Go sports. Yeah, I like golf. Do you golf? Do you golf? I do golf. Are you good at it? Um I'm as good at golf as a drunk reindeer is at playing poker. Let's just put it that way. I hear they're pretty good though. Damn it. Well, then that is not me. I'm much worse than that. But I enjoy it. You know, you get to get out there and in nature. It's about as close to camping as I get. Uh, <laughs> and, it's an, uh, a, it's a very expensive camping trip. It's a very expensive adventure every time I go out there. Where am I going to yeah. end up today? Uh, so I guess Tiger Woods charges $210,000 for golf lessons. What? Yeah, which I thought I, I thought that was kind of low. How many Especially lessons do you get? A thousand? One. One? So I'm... So if you wanted to have four lessons, five lessons, it would cost you over a million dollars. Yes. For him to say, mm, your putt's a little off. Keep it going. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now you're getting it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Keep it... Good wow. job. And so who's paying? I mean, obviously, obviously, this is more, you're not really taking lessons to become a good golfer at this point. You're taking lessons to say you're taking a lesson with Tiger Woods because you're uber rich. Basically. I you just I cashed think. in those those Bitcoins and you got that stanky Bitcoin money. And now you're like, you know what? I'd like to, to hang out with Tiger Woods for an afternoon. I mean, he did it for charity and it was for the Hurricane Harvey relief. Oh, wait. Is that this is still for charity? Because that then then I feel bad that I made fun of him. But or is this just to line his pockets now? Now that everyone's talking about it, it's probably like, oh, maybe I should just give golf lessons. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, wow, people seem to really be buying into this. I, I can't can really cash in on this charity thing. <laughs> yeah, I can't really. Uh, I'm not doing a good job playing golf anymore. Anyway, so yeah. Well, he didn't he do well like a couple weeks ago on the first day. He crushed it. I don't think he's played golf in like. No, he just uh, he just was recently. You know, it's sad. that's so sad. I mean, you put aside all the crazy drama that surrounds his life. Like, I honestly, when I was a kid, thought that I would be, that he would be like, I don't know, not filmmaker. That he would at this point in my life, I really thought that I'd still be like excited to watch Tiger Woods. Like that, I wouldn't be like, I think he might have played golf three weeks ago. I, it would yeah. have been more like, you see what Tiger did, bouncing off a dude's head into the hole. Yeah, no, that's sad. Uh, yeah, Eldrick. Three, three hundred one day absence from the sport. That's not possible. Yeah, as it, but it, on Bleacher Report it says you know as an instructor he could make a living once he's completely done with his playing days. Oh really? Two hundred ten k is, is that's just a living? He's living on breadcrumbs, giving golf lessons. Well, this guy's already rich as fuck. Two hundred ten. Yeah. To, wow. It's like Johnny. I mean, De Depp's weekly allowance. I mean, two hundred and ten dollars to drive around a golf course and crush some beers, I guess, with Tiger Woods. Two hundred ten thousand dollars. 
You're right. I did say two hundred ten dollars. A thousand. I mean, that's an enormous. That's more money than I'll ever have in my whole life. That's a house. Somebody gave him a house to swing a golf club with him. Good for you, Tiger. <laughs> Good Go for get you. him. You're not... you were great. Mm, to- little uh, cereal reference there. I like it. Uh... Tony Tiger cereal golf. Boom. Did it. Correlation. Uh, Rhett. <laughs> Speaking of things off the wall, like uh, Tiger Woods out of the blue, Redbox. You remember Redbox? Is Redbox uh, still a thing? Do people still do that? I have not they... seen a Redbox. I haven't seen a Redbox here, but when I was in Ida- when I lived in Idaho, I in Boise, there was a, a Redbox at the gas station around the corner that I lived. They're everywhere. They actually put them now in front of the door to every uh, gas station, so you have to kind of squeeze around it to get through. <laughs> they just put them in front of the, the doors that automatically they open? They just block it. And so you're like, well, let's get in through here. And then you're like, well, I might as well watch, I don't know, Mystic You Cooper. have to watch one movie before you get in here. <laughs> Rent one movie. Yeah, what are they, what are the, what's Redbox up to? Redbox is doing an on-demand service. So... They're getting in on the action. What does that mean? Does that mean that, like, all new releases, you have the app, you say... That movie just came out, and you click, yeah, I'd like to pay a dollar. And then you can just stream it? Um, So they'll get what... But I will say this, though. Disney is not included on this joint. Shocker. They're pulling all their stuff into their own hub. So with the on-demand service, it's not trying to compete with Netflix. Okay. Uh, Rentals will start for $4 for a 48-hour period. Why do you need to watch a movie? Why do you need that much time to watch the movie? 48 hours? Especially if you're streaming. You're You're like sitting on your couch... Going through that app, you you opened it up on your TV, and you see the movie you want. You're like, I'm gonna watch that tomorrow. <laughs> Just wait. I mean, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's different when like you had a vi- you went down to the video store. You're like, oh, I'm gonna grab like five movies. Bop, I bop, guess bop. I guess maybe you're paying for the whole 48 hours. So like, imagine you you rent like, I don't know, kids movie X, Koala Bear Adventure, and then your kids like. I want to watch that 43 times. You just played on a loop for him for that 48 hour period. Uh, I, feel like, I don't know. This seems, uh, I, that's a stretch for me. I wouldn't agree with you. I mean, I also think that it's a weird, put on, it's, pu- it's put, just on a, put on Paw Patrol for like, <laughs> that's what, di- that's what people have DVRs just, for. Just, yeah, that's what I was actually just thinking. It's like, basically this is, if you don't have, um, like direct TV or whatever, where you have the on demand section, like, you know, pay-per-view. That's exactly right. it's it's following the same rules as that. It's just basically saying, yeah, now you can watch movies. You never have to leave your house. Like, you can just push. Oh wow, we really wanted to see that movie, Todd. Let's push. Why did I say Todd? Uh, <laughs> why why is my husband named Todd in this? This doesn't even make any sense. Uh, yeah, you can just do that instead of going on direct TV. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the Red Box news. And that's Red Box for you. Um, <laughs> speaking of two guys. Uh, yes, great segue. Uh, Rick and Morty is coming out with a one-shot comic book. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez, oh, Rick. <laughs> uh, Inverse says this is a... It's called, uh, Inverse is the, the, comp, the publisher. Okay, cool. Uh, they're saying that this will be a one-off story that follows the Vindicators superhero team as they yes. travel through time and accidentally create a new villain. Interesting. Well, I think it's yeah. I think it's crazy that, number one, they're just doing... Not crazy. I think it's fun because I love Rick and Morty. Like, 
doing a one shot that follows the Vindicators who, if you haven't seen season three, close your ears, but who all get killed by the end of that episode. Right. <laughs> Unring right. and Morty. So it's like, this is cool that there's like, okay. And then create a new vill- villain. Um, they've had that comic book series kind of going and I don't, I don't read it. Do you, I think you've read one. I, I think I have one comic book and I think you read it, right? Yeah, that's I right. I did I when, I, yeah, when I was there, I read it. Is it is it good? Is this? I mean, I think it's. I th- I thought that one was funny. I'd be interested to see this. The only thing is, one of the things that I think is the best part of Rick and Morty is the cadence of how they speak to each other and everybody, like how the jokes are delivered and all that. And something I feel like can a little get a little bit lost in translation. Um, but when you're reading a comic book, because you're trying to put that in your own head, but that that sort of timing where you know Morty and he and he butts up right against Rick or like it's kind of like reading a um Bob's Burgers comic if you watch Bob's Burgers where like they'll start talking over each other sometimes and both people just kind of keep talking what they're saying it's hard to mm-hmm. to read that and not see it. it's one of those things that you almost have to right, be hearing right. it in a part of it but that mm-hmm. said the jokes still land and it's still a really sophisticated smart uh humor so yeah i mean and, and if they're they're doing something like a vindicators one it's probably going to be pretty interesting yeah, no, that's what interested me the most, I think, was, like, it's a one-shot. Um, obviously, the show has its quirks and whatnot, but this seems like a good storyline to, to to read. Agree. Marvel announced their big blockbuster comic book event for next year. You're going to be really surprised by this, Chris. <laughs> Shocker. It's all the heroes go to Ikea. <laughs> and they just... Tackle furniture. Yeah, they right? just get lost in there, and they're just like, wow, why have we been fighting crime, and we can redo a bathroom? We can re- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I can really see Captain America just directing people. Like, Anyway. Uh, I, the, I need it, the Norden jug. Go get me a Norden <laughs> jug. Anyway, it's, it's going to be, it's called Infinity Countdown. Oh, my. And it's supposed to be the greatest epic in the history of the Infinity Stones. I mean, that tagline is... I mean, what, what, what would you I think that's just a say? quote. I don't, I mean, yeah, right. So this obviously, is the most mediocre story we've ever done. <laughs> so they've kind of been doing this uh, the last few years. Like they did when Civil War was coming out, they did Civil War 2. Right, right, right. These things, these comic events that basically just bring in all of the comic lines to work together. So if you're reading an issue of Captain Marvel, that for that time period, those t- those will be tie-ins to this bigger event. Yeah, so they do like usually do eight or eight to ten, right? Like streamlined stories throughout the year. Start it'll start in February. Okay, obviously, this is just I, I like. I mean, I sometimes I like this, but sometimes I don't. I think Secret Wars is the last one they that did yeah. really well. I think that the big events, I get it. Like you want to bring your characters together and have them do cool stuff, but at sometimes it gets to be a little overwhelming where you're like, what? does anybody have their That's own original I... thing or is it always just giant event after giant event after giant event? And there's, yeah, there's so many characters involved, but with this is just, it's just to have new issues on the shelves. Oh, absolutely. Correlate, correlate to people that go see the movie. And then they could be like, oh, I saw the movie. Like, I'm going to read this now. And blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Or maybe, I mean, it's it's all it's all about hopefully the, the good creative work will come out of things like this. And there'll be good storylines, uh, hopefully. And, you know, people put effort. But at the end of the day, like, it's really all about that. Money, 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 money. Yeah, usually, I will say this, money. though. I will, yeah, usually there's a good uh, story or a character that 
shines in these events sure, that sure, you're like, sure, oh, sure. Cool. that was dope. I like. Sure. But it's but where it's, they went, where their story, where their where their path in this whole thing went. But you can't pull the, you can't pull the whole over over our eyes. We know that at yeah. the end of the day, they're just trying to get that stinky green from people that are like you know. Right. They're, yeah. They're, oh, I saw the movie. Oh, I walked into this bookstore. Saw this comic. Yeah, book I've never really been a comic someone. fan. It's it it just creates a lower barrier of entry for people who maybe aren't super into comics or never have been, or, you know, just trying to just, just trying to get new weekly users, basically. Right. They're like the, the heroin I... industry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, the thing with that though, I will say is like, it's kind of, it's almost complicated to get into like a, an event, right? Like, Oh my gosh, it must be immensely difficult, especially when you're something as big as like a comic company like that, where you're like, okay, cool. So I'm going to write this thing. Uh, that my character is going to do, and then someone's like, "You might want to talk to Bill O'Neill on f- the ninety fourth floor because I think he did something just like that." And you've got like email Bill, and he says he did. Then you got to get a different story that runs into <laughs> Jamie's idea. You know, it's yeah. a it's a mess. This is, of course, hypothetical, but absolutely true. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm curious what like the board boardrooms or, or meetings are like. Not board meetings, but like the they're like the war rooms. Meetings. Yeah, I bet they're fun. Yeah, giant whiteboards full of scribbles. <clears throat> All right. Uh, this is the buzz of the week. Ooh, buzz, buzz. More like the buzz of the last two months. Um, I know, right? Jeez, it feels like it's like it's not Star Wars, but it goes buzz. It's it's, it's buzzing. Yeah, the shit's about to kick off this party. Let's Come on, come on. So, depending on when you listen to this podcast, this is probably today. Uh, I mean tomorrow. But isn't uh, every day today or tomorrow tomorrow? Whoa. All right, all right Willy Wonka, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Fox Disney deal is is supposed to be done. 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 It's done. And what they're going to get is uh, A&E and Star TV Networks. Okay, never heard of Star TV, but sure. They'll also have regional sports operations, uh, as well as stakes in both Sky and Hulu. Hmm, interesting. Stakes. I, yeah, I think not I ownership. Think stakes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, they have a lot of because ABC is involved with Hulu mm-hmm. a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, and ABC um, is, is Disney. Independent properties that they will consume are The Simpsons, Avatar, which kind of uh. now that I think about it. How did complete... I not see that coming? I don't know why we never saw that coming. They built um, a whole land at Disney park, World. Yeah. They literally built a new land with rides and stuff based on Pandora. Duh! Sure. Uh, and then they'll, they'll, they're going to get out of this an unaltered version of the original <laughs> Star Wars trilogy. That is so amazing. I love that because I was just talking with a buddy of mine about like how bad those are. I mean, are. yeah. Like, I like the but, idea. They were sitting in a room and they were like, yeah, we don't want those ones that you added all that shit two years later. We'll just take the normal stuff. I mean, yeah, like, I bet George Lucas is like, God damn it, now, like, Disney's going to put those out. You know, he's probably mad. <laughs> he's like, oh, it, it took me a lot of work to add that big old monster dinosaur thing that nobody cared about. Ugh. And it probably cost you $50,000 to put a to CGI over a mustache. But then they made a ton of money because they're like, the re-release. Come and see all the stuff you never thought you'd see. Right. That's how they get you. We added nine trees onto the forest moon of Endor. See if you can find them. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> in that deal, the, 
they got obviously the Marvel properties. Woohoo! And um, apparently they really wanted Fantastic Four. I bet they did. I I mean, why why wouldn't they? It's not doing anything for Fox, right? And so, I think what I think is they they're gonna bring. I think they're gonna bring. Uh, I'm gonna say it. I think they're gonna bring Doom. You think will be like maybe the the after the Thanos and all those guys move on, maybe Doom will be the next big villain for like the next series yep. part, the the second half of their you know the new heroes that come out. Yep, I could see that because any other Fantastic Four leading it, you have a young Spider Man. You know, you're right. Have... So then now you get now Spider Man gets his black suit. I'm excited. Got Doom involved. Fun. Yeah. Uh, so Marvel. So Marvel. So that mean they got X Men. Yep, they got X Men. But Hugh Jackman said he doesn't want to be Wolverine. He said he's done. He said he, he said he would come, but the only way he would come back is if he got to play in a role next to Robert Downey Jr. He said that. He said that. Well, then they he should make that, that happen quote. almost immediately. But it doesn't make sense they, continuity wise. I mean, they they can Doctor Strange can make anything happen, bro. Yeah, basically that just changes. And Doctor Strange just breaks the system in every way. Oh, it's fine. We'll just have Doctor Strange do it. <laughs> Benedict, yeah. we need we need you for fifteen minutes. Come over here. Okay, <laughs> here I come. <laughs> go into this bar where Wolverine told Professor X and uh, Magneto. Magneto to fuck off <laughs> and then just take him there's like there's all kinds of fan theories of how they can bring in the X-Men and like of so if you really want to figure out or hear some crazy stories what people think how they could bring the X-Men on just go to definitely Reddit. Google because there's <laughs> or YouTube there's tons of videos already um, no I read uh, multiple places that Hugh Jackman said he would come back but he's kind of dead in the, in the <laughs> so. he's sort of you know dead I don't, I don't know man they could definitely bring him in no one's gonna be like I mean people would be like oh I thought he died but it's <laughs> right but if you think about it like uh that's still in the that's still like in 2026 yeah that, that film takes place in the future so he still had some time there's there I did I did hear one theory that like Professor X could have just like wiped out mutant like people's thoughts of mutants, mm-hmm. and that's why you, they're not in the MCU. Jesus, that's one way to do it. Or yeah. Scarlet Witch, went... or like a reverse House of M, where she like instead of making everybody get their greatest wish and all the mutants are like super powerful, she like just erased them. That'd be a dope movie, House of M. House of M would be with, a great, a great movie. with with the Scarlet Witch that we currently have. Sure, why not? That's the hot the hot news of the week month. Buzz. Probably the year buzz, now. Buzz, 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 buzz. It. Yeah, it is. That's going to be one of the it's, big ones for the end of the year. It's a game changer for Hollywood for sure. Um, but it is the Christmas time. We're all getting in the spirit. But humbug. Jing, 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 jing. That was jingle. Ing bells. Yeah. I hear the sleigh bells ringling, a ring ting tingling too. Boop, 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 doodle, bop, bop, boop. A little Christmas scat for you. That's only. You that's go. all you're ever going to get of that. <laughs> Music video coming soon. Um, Just got to cease and desist from Christmas to not ever do that again. <laughs> Santa, You got to call from Santa Claus. Almost right? immediately, yeah. as soon as it came out of my lips, a cease and desist came through the door. Just kind of shot under the door. Uh, we're breaking down our best holiday movies ever. Yeah. If, Is it so our best gonna, or our favorite? Well, I would like to think that my favorite movies are the best movie holiday wow. movies ever. Wow. Oh, man. Because I know that some of mine are not. <laughs> But they're special to me. Let's knock these out. I want to. I'm in the All Christmas right. spirit. I'm feeling jingly. I'm feeling jangly. Let's make. Some All right, magic. let's go. Let's go. Let give us a, a 
the not what is there's a word for this in a phrase and I can't think of it. Honorable mentions. Throw me your honorable mention, Chris. That number six. All right, I I love this. I love this movie, but and I'm gonna tell you why after I tell you. But my honorable mention is Nightmare Before Christmas. And why Ooh. why it is an honorable mention for me is because I still to this day I watch this I watch this movie every year multiple times but I watch it multiple seasons because I struggle to feel like it's fully a Christmas movie because of the Halloween angle but I right. also understand that it's it's not a Halloween movie as well like there's the weird thing where it's Halloween characters trying to celebrate Christmas so I watch it and I'm like there's a lot of great Christmas elements. I mean, he's trying to become Santa all this stuff but I always feel like I'm half in half out like but, but that's not a bad thing I, I think that's great because I can watch it in October and I can watch it in December but I think that makes it more like as far as me saying like what are my favorite Christmas movies it's easily one of the best I think it's so impressive um, in so many ways just how it was made and it's a wonderful and they do great stuff at like Disneyland with the Haunted Mansion and everything so just as a whole franchise I love it but it's my honorable mention because it's kind of in two worlds. I, I would I, I would agree with that. I mean, it's a good honorable mention. I know people out here be like, oh, what? No, That's how could you? That's the greatest movie of all time. That's ludicrous. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'll say this. That's not even on my list. Um, my honorable mention is Batman Returns. Hey, that's amazing because I actually, I, I put that down, but I didn't make, make the list because that's, uh, I, I really kind of, it hit me as I was making my list. like, I think that takes place during Christmas time. It does. It does. And um, it's just a fun, you know, it's a Tim Burton, you know, you got great cast. Great. It's a you great Batman movie. People, I, I don't, I think people a, at our age forget about it a little bit, but it's, it's dark, but it's good. Yeah. No, it's definitely dark. Um, it's around Christmas time. You've seen a lot of, there's like clown elements to it, which there's no Joker, but it, it, there's definitely some clown mime. I guess they're mimes, right? Yeah. Because he, the penguin hires like, you know, circus freaks. Cause he's a freak to be his thing. And then they end up being right. Evil, <laughs> Dan, yo, Danny DeVito was a dope penguin. Oh yeah, I, I mean he's got the look. height, he's got the look. I mean I know they added elements to him to make him more you know penguiny, but like I can't think of anybody that would be able to be an authentic like just look that way because he's you know he's kind of he, Danny DeVito is great, but he you know he looks like a goblin. So oh <laughs> it's man, he lo- he's he looks horrible. He's horrific in that movie. <laughs> like it's borderline scary. I mean, it's a dark in, movie. Just in general, good. just in Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia, he's scary enough. Oh, I love him in Always Sunny. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best, Frank. And that's yeah, and that's the last time we get to see uh, Keaton as Batman. It really is. And Tim Burton, also. That was so. your honorable mention. I, oh, I'm in. I agree. Number five. Number five for me is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. All Heck right. yeah, man! I love. Well, I, flirted- I love the Christmas story, but I love growing up watching the. Mu- I was never like a huge Muppet fan, but I think the way they did that one was like it added that little bit of ghostly element to these really fun loving characters, and uh, and I, I I just always loved it. I still this day I'll watch it and be like, oh it hell takes- yeah! It's a Muppets are always a good movie. There's some. There's a few. I think there's like one or two bad ones, but that right. that's a good one. Um, this is basically the story of Scro- uh, Scrooge, right? Yeah, yeah, and like he Scrooge is human, and uh, I think is actually it was it's Michael Caine is Scrooge, but then oh, all really? the other people they run into, like all the the ghost that visits him and and stuff, is all Muppets, and like I always remember the door knocker scene because you know in like 
the yeah, story, yeah. the door knocker turns into Jacob Marley's face. But in this one, it was like, I can't remember who played Marley, but like, it's like a Muppet face on the door, but it's like all grayed out and like kind of spooky. <laughs> I was always like, this is so cool. <laughs> That's a good number five. I'm not mad at that. What do you got? Uh, my number my number five is Fred Claus. Oh, man. I You really like that one, huh? I I think I it's funny. I forgot about that one. Pa- that's the uh, that's the Paul Giamatti and uh, and big Vince tall Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. So Vince Vaughn is basically Santa Claus's brother, who always got the shit into the stick, <laughs> and he just hates Christmas. And um, it's just a funny, you know, it's just Vince Vaughn being Vince Vaughn during Christmas. Sure, time, sure. Which I, I, I which I kind of like. I kind of like the uh, the premise of that too, just because like. Could you imagine put, if you were Santa Claus's brother and you're just like a normal Joe and he's like literally father of happiness? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think is funny is like, and it brings Santa Claus into like a a real life. Yeah, because he usually just shows up as like this magical super being, other than you know you get maybe some other ones like the Santa Claus or whatever. But but right. <laughs> and that when he's like got like issues, like watching Santa yeah. do his taxes. Yeah, yeah, and he and like there's a whole committee, like holiday committee, with the Easter rabbit and. and the tooth fairy and like how people aren't believing Santa Claus, you know, same old, same old. Oh, they don't. <laughs> uh, number numero four for uh, you for is me is um, it's it is it's the Grinch with uh, Jim. Which Jim, one? Jim Carrey's Grinch. James Carey. Um, I did not. When I remember going to that movie, when it came out in theaters, and I didn't like it that much. I, I came out, I was like, oh, that was. That was different than I thought it was going to be, and or whatever. I was I was just a kid, but I don't, I don't know. I, was, I don't know if I was expecting something more similar to the animated version or, or something like that. But then, I, as I got older, just actually a few years, like a, a, a shameful amount of years ago, uh, <laughs> I watched it. I watched it again, and I was like, "This is amazing! Like, it is so quotable. It takes a new spin on something." Jim Carrey absolutely just kills it. Um, so I, I just, I love it. Now every year it comes around, I'm just laughing my ass off because it's, it's, it's a great funny movie with some heartfelt moments. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think anybody else could have played that role. No, I don't know how anybody could have. It's did such you a know larger that, than life character. Did you know that he did, <laughs> uh, on the soundtrack, there's actually a rap song with Busta Rhymes. What? Yeah. Why? That up. Nothing screams Christmas like Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes, I will get you. Relax, Duke. You need to chill. Something wrong with you. About one of the biggest cats I think I've ever met in my life, man. I, the one thing I always knew, or I knew about that movie is that he almost quit while they were doing it because the contacts were so painful. Oh, in his face. Um, his yeah, I mean, he he almost he couldn't do it. Like his eyes would be like sealed shut um, because those things. I mean, those contacts are are gorgeous, but I could imagine them really, really hurting because they're like they take up the whole eye. <laughs> yeah. Um, that those yeah he wore a lot of makeup for that whole thing. And Heck like, yeah, man. Um, actually, the girl in that movie got like went like kind of goth. Yeah, yeah, she was know? on that show. She was on a show, Gossip Girl. She was on Gossip Girl too, but like now she's like in a band and stuff. Yeah, yeah, she and she really came up. She's really she found her found her voice. <laughs> um, what was my number before? Oh, uh, this is an old one, but uh, I actually really love this movie, Trading Places. 
Ooh, you're, you're this is a movie. Off, you're dusting off some crazy ones. Yeah, this is a little dusty one. It came out in the '80s. Um, it it stars uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and she plays a lady of the night, I guess, um, with Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy starts out as a homeless person, and uh, Dan Aykroyd is like this uh, rich guy and. This is like a, it's almost like a, it's a stock movie basically, but, uh, these old rich guys make a a bet and they trade places with, they trade, uh, Dan Aykroyd and and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, they swap them as like, to see what'll happen or whatever is like a, right, right. Oh, rich people making bets. Just for pure entertainment reasons and like, basically destroy Dan Aykroyd. And, um. Him and Eddie Murphy get into some hijinks and figure it out, and it's all over a dollar. Is the and is there there and it takes place during the Christmas season? Are there like actual callouts to Christmas in it, or is this, is it just more like the ambiance of the season? Because no, I've, I've seen it, but I saw it a long time ago. No, there's definitely a scene where um they're they're at a Christmas party and Dan Aykroyd shows up completely drunk, dressed as Santa Claus, and not at this point he's become like a homeless person on the street with no no money, and. uh he goes into this thing and he's just smashing the food and he's like throwing steaks and stuff. <laughs> he's got steak and ham in his beard. Like it's it's yeah, it's all about Christmas. Hmm. Uh it's not all about Christmas, but it, it does have the Christmas element in that season. And then they talk about like oranges being frozen and stuff. I uh I'm gonna have to give it the old Christmas watch. It's a good it's a good movie. It's funny as hell. It's it you're drinking some Coco, you'll enjoy it. You will enjoy. Number three, Chris, go. Mine is uh, the Santa Claus, uh, because with Tim Allen starring. Oh, oh, oh Tim Allen. <laughs> Wait, that was more oh, of a ho ho ho. Why did I do that? Yeah, his thing is. Oh, what is, oh, oh. <laughs> is that yeah. what it is uh, for home improvement? Uh, uh, yeah, I love that movie. I mean, my family. This is we watched this it is, every single year growing up, and it's this I is always, peak, peak Tim Allen. This is this is peak Tim Allen. This is a movie I, th- I thought had a great little twist on it. It's super Christmassy. It's got great lines. It was like the thing like we would decorate the Christmas tree so and watch this movie on like repeat. I swear. So there's definitely nostalgia in it, but also I still watch it day. And the sad part is then they made like two and three, and they were real garbage movies. But that first one I think holds up, and I really like it. Yeah, it's just about a a. a- Guy who happened, Santa Claus happens to fall off his roof, and then he claimed the throne. Yeah, because of it, because he put on the suit to help finish the night in the in the contract, there was a clause that if you put it on, clause a, get it like a, a clause. legal clause, a clause uh, that he has to become Santa, and so he does about him accepting that role and everything. But I just freaking isn't that a pretty picture? Santa rolling down the street in a panzer, like just shit like that is so funny, so Tim Allen. Yeah, and I love that he he definitely there's a isn't there a scene where he throws in the like ho 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 like he does that whole shit right yeah he does that and there was one that, like asking his name and he's like Chris Kringle Papa Gijo <laughs> yeah that's the class yeah, yeah yeah so Tim that's a so good one. that's Timmy A for you what's your number three my number three this goes back to like first time Chris and I hung out actually Woo-hoo. and we've actually never seen we've never seen this movie together mm-hmm. but we've quoted this movie so many times Ooh, I am very excited. So, I will gladly say, welcome to the potty, pal. 
Shut die up. Die Hard. Is that your Die Hard? That's my number. Die Hard. What? Yeah, Die Hard's my number three. Die Hard's my number two. You know what? I completely realized that I just messed up my list, but it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I meant to put my number two as number five. Uh-oh. Well, we'll know yeah, that you anyway. switched. Die Hard is a great Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas. It's at a Christmas party. It talks about Christmas a lot, and it's totally action-packed and kick-ass. Totally kick-ass. There's so many quotables. Welcome to so, the party, pal. So many, <laughs> so many great quotes. Like, oh, ugh. so many. It's like just a guy. Always... It's a guy yeah. in a vent most of the movie, and he's like <laughs> barefoot, and he's like, yo. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that is like the line. But honestly, watching that movie, there's so many like Bruce Willis just crushed in that movie. Oh man, everything he said is, is the way he is, and like the the whole story itself. They did they used some really cool devices for action movies at that time. Like as as far as it goes, you know, he takes off his shoes when he lands because a guy on a plane tells him that'll help him like fight his jet lag, and then everything goes down with this terrorist group taking over. So then he's like barefoot. So that's like right. a little thing that a lot of action movies like Steven Seagal is usually just like kicking himself through doors at the same time or whatever. But uh, in this <laughs> one, he's like, he's actually dealing with like human problems. Like I don't have shoes and I'm trying yeah. to fight bad guys. Yeah. Um. The other, and it's also got Carl Winslow from family matters. Heck who was yeah. A, who was a cop on that show. Now he's a cop in this movie. Yeah. Which is his like basic Maybe partner. he's the same cop. Uh, oh, yeah, and uni- it has, universes uh, before universes. Uh, it has Hans Kruber as the bad guy. So now you're talking about getting a little bit of that uh, Severus Snape in there. Alan Rickman. Which yep. I think it was actually his first, his first film when he started late. He was like 38 or something when he got that role. And that was like his first Alan Rickman. Uh, that was like his first thing, which is cool. So you're saying there's still a chance for me, Chris? Saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, that's my number uh, three, Die Hard Great classic. number three. Watch Die Hard this Christmas. You won't regret it. Uh, that was my number two. So what's your number two? We can go right on to yours. So this is a wild card. And um, What's your number five, technically, I guess? <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't believe it. I was like, all right, I'm just going to put... I literally wrote this out. I was like, I'm going to put this in here, and then I'm going I'm to... I'll just... I'll know. I didn't know. Um, Daddy's Home 2. Shut up. Yeah. Okay, it's actually definitely not your number two. Yeah, it's not my number two. Die Hard would be my number two, so our number twos are the same, which is funny. Uh, um, but, but I bet our number really ones are the same. Daddy's Home 2. Daddy's Home 2 is actually pretty, pretty fucking funny. Didn't it get a 0%? No. A 0%? It had look, a 0 for a while. Look, it's not a good movie. Mm, but it's what, an enjoyable one for you. That's why it's a wild card. I get it. I'm on board. Sorry, I was hating. <laughs> Sorry, I was hating. No, it's funny. Um, it's a. F- There's some really funny parts in this movie. And when you got Wal- Mark Wahlberg. Come Mel on, G- come on. <laughs> Feel the vibration. We already did that in the segment. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, but every time he comes up, we are yeah, obligated yeah, contractually we have to. to do that. Yeah. We have to refer him as pants down, Mark. Marky Mark. Uh, uh, no, it's... The cast is, is just funny together, and I, I think I think the plot actually is what hurts the movie. It's not the it's not the actors. Yeah, I guarantee when this movie comes out and it's just like on a streaming network, you're like, oh, throw it on. We'll make some Christmas cookies. I mean, it's funny. It's a funny movie. I mean, That's, if 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 you 
that's the thing about wild cards. That's even the thing about this list. We're not saying like these are the top rated best, but they're the ones that we enjoy the most. My number right, right, one right. is a, is an oddball, and I know it's definitely really? the best Christmas movie. Or like I didn't, you know, we didn't on neither of our lists. Maybe your number one is Christmas Vacation, but like I didn't put that on there, even though I love oh, the movie. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't. Like, put that's that on. a great movie, but like it, as far as and it's it's on, and I will watch it every Christmas. But it does make my list because the, I was thinking more things that maybe mean something to me or that I enjoy that might be a little different or a little bit outside the realm. So I mean, Daddy's Home too doesn't matter. It could be the worst movie ever or the best movie ever. You liked it and thought it was funny. That's what matters. <laughs> that's that's, what, that's all that matters. That's what it's all about. Uh. Actually, I did. I remember I told my, I lost my list, and then I had to make a new one on the fly. But I think I did have Vegas, uh, Christmas Vacation on there. Yeah, I mean that. Well, whatever, it's fine. Whatever, I don't even care. I don't even care that much. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll just edit all this shit up and post. <laughs> yeah, just mix it all up. Nothing makes sense. Uh, <laughs> number one, Chris. Number one, numero uno for me is the Bill Murray classic. Scrooged. Oh, you went Scrooged. Hell yeah, I, man. I love that movie. I I I definitely thought we our number ones were the same. I I mean I'm now I'm very I'm very excited to see what yours, but I Scrooge for me every year I I watch it and I feel like there's a lot of people that maybe haven't seen it, but it's like the Christmas Carol story again, but turned on its head a little way in, in the sense that it's Bill Murray and he's like a I guess he's like a head of a what would it be head of like a radio, not radio TV station, and yeah. it's about him finding it. But just the way they took a little bit of a darker angle in some ways, but Bill Murray just carries it. There are so many quotable lines; it's so funny. The ghosts that come and visit him are amazing, uh, and I just I, I love that movie. I love watching Bill Murray. Kill Bill Murray, it. yeah, uh, it's it's the same Scrooge story, but in, it's almost like a modern time at that time. At that time, yeah, it was modern, <laughs> and you got. You know, typical uh, Bill Murray, just doing uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, he's just doing his stuff and making jokes, and and I I love I love when he has that. My favorite Bill Murray, even like in Ghostbusters stuff, is when he has that kind of dry, harsh humor. Like it's just it's really yeah. cutting and biting, but it also it's with his face and his tone. It never seems like it's super mean. And even though that maybe he's trying to be, and in that movie, that's like what he is the whole time. Like his little stuff is always these little biting comments, and it's so perfect. Right, right. No, that's classic Bill Murray. I'm so curious. You gotta tell me what is your number one? Home Alone, man. Oh, not Home Alone two. <laughs> Credit card, you got it. Not Home Alone two. No. Uh, home. Dang, home Alone. That is a great, great option. I, I didn't forget about it. I saw it, but like, oh man, it it really. That's a great Christmas movie. Yeah. So this, basically, we're the we're the wet bandits. They're the, yeah, they're the wet bandits in that one, and and, part and in two, the second the sticky, one, yeah, yeah, they're the sticky, sticky. bandits. <laughs> that's a part two is actually really good too. But when he wraps his whole hand in tape and he just digs it in the charity just bucket, dunks like, it into the bucket. <laughs> we're the sticky bandits now. Um. <laughs> Home Alone one, although a, a terrible movie if you think about it, because you here's this family just leaves a kid yeah. up in the attic. Yeah, and these two dudes are definitely gonna murder that kid. Like, yeah, if you really look at what's happening, <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Doesn't matter how much la do da do da 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 music they put behind it, they're gonna murder this kid. <laughs> yeah, hiya, pal. <laughs> Marv. Yeah. I just love, but like, how creative can one little kid be? I when I saw this movie in the theater, like, I remember going home and like 
drawing all this shit out. Like, I'm going to make all these booby traps. For yeah, no like reason. setting traps for your parents. Like, God yeah, my- damn it, Brad! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Micro machines all out. Like, <laughs> Well, it's just like the, uh, for me, one of the things I love about that is um, it's kind of like the game Mousetrap. I love those machines where, like, you, a ball hits something and that sets something off. And, like, that's that whole movie is in the, in the end of it. It's just, like, these dudes running into this giant game of Mousetrap where, like, they knock up he's like well opens a window and steps on a nail and then like hits something and a freaking iron comes i also love the the ability for how far they push the idea of how uh non-fragile the human body is like uh, an ironing right. iron drops 45 feet hits him in the head pointy in first and he, and he all he does is go diddly 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 with like tweety birds like no that would your head would look like an old cantaloupe like i mean yeah blow if, right through it if if it was a hot iron, which is yeah. iron, which I if I remember, I don't think the iron was plugged in, so it no, wasn't it's not hot. on the board. And it but just pulls it, it, but it's like <laughs> it leaves a mark on this guy's face. It's like it's like five ten pounds, or maybe five pounds, but falling like from really far or like anything hits him with a paint can at the top of the stairs. You go, I mean, I would really love to see the version where. He hits him with the paint can. He falls, and like Marv breaks his neck, <laughs> and then Lincoln's like, "Oh my god!" He has to deal with the fact that he just killed this dude. Yeah, I mean, the fact that these guys went through so much shit just to get in the house. Yeah, like, let it go. They didn't. The McAllisters didn't even have that nice of shit. Like it ain't worth it. I mean, it's a big ass house. I mean, it's a great house, but but I feel I like mean, they knocked. I feel like they knocked over so many other houses already. Yeah, it's just Christmas greed, you know? I think that's really the, what the idea they were trying to get across is, you know, man, like, the materialistic, like, the speed... Oh, no, never mind. They just want to hit people with paint cans. You the filthy that- animal. Yeah. Oh, that's... A, a, a cheese pizza... I mean, pizza sales had to go through the roof after that. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, and that that's funny. I said that line, too, because... I always really love the fact that that movie that he's watching is not a real movie. That they, they made... An yeah. old movie that he watches in that movie. Like, I was just assume, you know, you'll see in some other Christmas movies, like, oh, It's a Wonderful Life is on the TV. And, and he's like, oh, that's what the Christmas is all about. But in this one, it's actually, they went and like, okay, we're going to make a movie where you're like an old Christmas gangster. <laughs> Keep yeah. the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> I, and why is that? Who let their kid watch this movie? Why is that the go-to movie for Kevin? I think that's why he, because he couldn't watch it. Now his parents are gone, so he's like, I'm going to watch it. Oh, maybe, maybe. Hey, Buzz. <laughs> Buzz. Um, oh, such thing, a good the, one. Good, 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 uh, good number one. The other thing that I really love about this movie is there are so many crazy fan theories or like dark, dark theories about this really? movie. Really? Yeah. For instance, Kevin grew up to be the killer from Saw. <laughs> <laughs> like he got a taste for it when he was a kid and he's like, I liked that. Yeah. And then the other one, another one is. Old Man Marley is actually Kevin from the future. What? <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Gus Poliski is the devil. Or is a devil. The guy, John Candy, who, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, the, the polka king of uh, Minnesota or whatever. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah. Peter McAllister is actually a criminal. Uncle Frank was behind <laughs> everything the whole time. <laughs> what? Oh, Gus, I, love, I love theories, man. They're the best. Gus... Gus Polanski is a Miss McAllister's guardian angel. Okay, so he's either the devil or an angel. Harry and Marv are Christmas spirits. <laughs> Peter McAllister was training secret agents from a secret government program. Wow. 
Wow. Uncle He's Frank deep. Yeah, Uncle Frank put a hit out on Kevin. <laughs> I like that. Uh, like you paid the sticky bandits. I mean, yeah. the wet bandits. He's a terrible uncle. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. I mean, that was the idea. Is that is he, I hate my family. You guys are the worst. Yeah. Those are our top movies. If we miss the movie that you think is better than anything that we said, yeah, let us know. Hit us up in the comments below. We still have yet to get to one of those comments, but we'll get one. I'm fishing. You know, you just got to keep fishing. You can, you can comment below on You SoundCloud, can. Right? We will allow it. Yeah. We, we are 100- in the works to get uh, this bad boy on iTunes as well. So uh, that could be something that would make, make things easier. If not, yeah, if we missed Christmas movie, comment and let us know. Uh, maybe you like Frozen. You know that that's not Christmas. Maybe you like, I don't know, something else. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, you can also email us at gsplashbc at gmail.com for any... Ooh. Comments. I'm going to close this out, though. I got some cool stuff. Not cool. Uh, I'm going to go back to shower thoughts. Too late. You Love. said cool. These are, these are, all right. Well, this is going to be cool shower thoughts, but holiday holiday status. All right? Boom. Let's hammer these out. I'm in. Shower thoughts. I'm in the shower right now. If there was a war on Christmas, then Christmas is winning. It has taken over, <laughs> it has taken over the territories of both October and November and opposing fraction, factions. Halloween and Thanksgiving. True. Mm -hmm. I love Christmas over both those holidays. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it just keeps getting earlier and earlier in the year. It is gaining ground. The Flintstones Christmas film takes place centuries before the birth of Christ. (laughs) Those dumb idiots that made the Flintstones. (laughs) Check a history book. Yeah, do do some research. Get some uh, fact checking in there. Plus, the, Uh, the dinosaurs have been dead for like, you know, 60 million years, 65 million years. Yeah. The town of Whoville appears in both Horton Hears the Who and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This means How the Grinch Stole Christmas takes place on the same dust speck as Horton Rescued. Which is interesting because uh, Twilight's the, shit right there. In that Whoville, I think, this is my theory on that, that they're different, but all of the, the Who universe exists on different small items. So in the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey, in the beginning, it says on a snowflake is where this world exists, right? And that's a snow-covered Whoville. But in the Horton Here's a Who, it's a normal kind of world, and it's on a uh, it's on like a dust speck from a plant. So I think depending on what kind of speck you're on, that determines what kind of Who world you're on. Whoa. Wow, you just explained so like, it. You just like... You just explained literally a shower thought. Like someone's like, "Ah, this is weird. They're on the same." Nope. And you're like, "No, this is how it is." If a spark jumped out of if a spark jumped out of a fire and was floating through the sky, that would have a who universe that lives on a fire world. I'm just saying. Think about it. Boom. You just. That's all we're on anyway, right? I'm done. Broke the internet. Yeah. Blew it. Uh. (laughs) Ugly Christmas sweaters were only interesting when they weren't intentionally ugly. Ugly Christmas sweater parties essentially killed ugly Christmas sweater parties. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> like people because now, like, now you're now you're cheeky or cool. It's like oh yeah, great ugly well, like, sweater, Tom. Yeah. Oh, I see you in the Warriors uh, ugly sweater this season. Yeah, instead right. being like, could you imagine what is an ugly sweater? It sounds like oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like. What was it? I don't. I don't know. It was apparently a trend at some point. Like, it was cool. Like, it, I don't know if it was cool. I don't know. Now it's cool again. <laughs> now it's hipster cool. So, I'll leave it on this one. Prosthetic legs make perfect stocking stuffers. Boom. 
Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, it's a. It's like it almost is dark, but then you realize it's like it's just one of those factual ones. I love it's it. It's literally true. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be episode X, episode ten. Ten, 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 ten. ten. We're up there with iPhones, baby. Uh, yeah, about to pass the iPhone. Fuck you, iPhone. Yeah. Wah wah. Uh, they got X years. Don't give it to you. <laughs> yes, this has been the DMX show. Uh. Anyway, um, I'm gonna close it out with that. Wait, hold on. I actually gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reel this back in real quick. Flag on the plate. So a couple years ago, there was a video that came out of DMX singing "Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer." Mm-hmm. DMX actually went back into oh, the yes. studio and made this a real song. Good and that's him. what that's what we're gonna leave on. And that is the outro song for us today. Peace to our, out. Uh, well, listen next week for our special Star Wars episode, and then we're going on going to Star Wars. Bye, everybody. Rudolph.